just loosed the chains of sin and set me free. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Jesus loosed the chains of sin and set I'm free according to redemption's plan. And soon I'll join the robed in white, the redeemed. We'll sing a song holy angels cannot sing. I chains of sin and set me free. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Jesus loosed the chains of sin and set me free. I am redeemed. I Jesus loosed the chains of sin and set me free. I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Jesus loosed the chains of sin and set me free. Folks, I want to tell you just things that's happened in my life but you know that I've been redeemed in 1963 when my wife and I married I had never set foot in a Pentecostal church before many of you probably remember old brother T.C. Smith he was a pastor over Smoky Lane Pentecostal church I went into that church house and I thought I didn't know what in the world to think about this Pentecostal service. But you know, look, I, I went back for the second time. And just like that old song that says, something got a hold of me. Well, it did. Before long, I found myself at that old altar down there praying. I didn't know what I was praying for. I'd heard so much about what the Holy Ghost was. What is the Holy Ghost? What is the Holy Ghost? Well, when you come to the Lord and when you're on your old bended knees, the Lord can talk to you. He knows what's in your heart. And when you approach him with an honest heart, he can move. He filled me. He filled me with the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. I can say that I've been redeemed. And later on in life, I had the privilege of being one-on-one -on -one with Brother and Sister A.O. Holmes. That was just another fulfillment of that redemption in my life. And now then, the Lord has opened up the doors where my wife and I, we attend this church now. We have another wonderful pastor and brother 
homes here. And the Lord has just been such a redeemer in my life. And one of these days, we're going to be able to gather around that throne and we're going to sing with voices clear and strong. And we're going to worship the Lord because we are His redeemed. Hallelujah! I am redeemed by love divine. Oh, glory, glory, Christ is mine, he's mine all to him. I now resign, Jesus loose the chains of
that you're able to guide me through this dry, barren land. And when I don't know which way to turn or go, I still trust you, Lord. So let me hold to your hand. trust you because you've been so faithful to me. Lord, you said in your word, I'll never leave nor forsake thee. But lo, I'll go with you until the end. Your blood has cleansed me from all guilt and sin. Your promise I can hold on to. Yes, Lord, I still trust you. Oh, I still trust you, Lord. I still trust you, Lord, that you're able to guide me through this dry, barren Oh, do you? Yeah. 
church whatever comes against us tell you what I have just like opening up the last page of the book 
I've read, I know what happens. Praise the Lord. If we'll stand for God, he's going to come back after a people. Praise the Lord. Lord, we can't. How many know that we can be saved? Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Just stand for God. Let's worship the Lord as they sing. Brethren's coming at this time.
unto God. Hasn't the Lord been wonderful? His blessings have been tremendous in our lives and we're grateful to Him, aren't we? Just the privilege of getting to be here today. It's a wonderful blessing. Amen. Hear all this music, all these singers singing. 
feel all this praise and worship. Amen. Thank God for his manifold blessings, goodness, help, all the good things God's ever done in our life. We just want to say thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. You feel that way today? Well, let me tell you a little secret about life. You'll get more out of life, more out of God, praising God and thanking God than you'll ever get complaining, murmuring, and finding fault and gossiping. <laughs> Amen. You'll get a whole lot more out of God if you'll just be thankful. Thankful. Amen. Thank him for the problems. Thank him for the trials. Thank him for the storms. Amen. Thank him for his goodness and his blessings. Because the scripture's still right. It says all things work together. All things are working together for our good. So we can just give him praise. The scripture, in fact, tells us in all things to give him praise. Amen. Why don't you tell somebody right now, God has truly been good to me. If you truly feel that way, amen. If you absolutely feel that way, amen. God has been good to me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We welcome all of our visitors here today. Glad of everyone that has come to worship the Lord. Amen. Before you're seated, we're going to pray together. We're thankful for each one is here today, amen, to worship the Lord. Sister Laura, it's so good to see your dad here tonight, today, the Kirby's, this service. I'm glad the way the Lord touched him, amen. Brought him through bypass surgery, and we just thank God for the good hand of God, amen. Uh, the, good to see the Long family, Sister Judith's family here today with us in service. The Lord bless them. Man, I met yesterday Robert Alexander. Good to see him here today. And uh, good to see some folks. And uh, I know it's Brother South's daughter. And then Garrett, I believe. Good to have him here today in this service. Everyone that's come to worship the Lord, lift up the name of the Lord. Good to have Brother and Sister Burr back home. We love very much. Amen. Everybody, praise God, that's come here today to give God praise. Some we've not met. Uh, we're just delighted you're here to worship God with us. Friends of the Courtney's here, good to have them. Everyone, amen. No place like God's house. No people like God's people. And we're just blessed to be in God's great big family, aren't we? Amen. And we rejoiced yesterday with the Atkins family. Brother Darrell found him a bride, and everybody was happy, happy for him, amen, praise God, hallelujah. I want us to pray and just ask the Lord to continue his helping hand upon us in this service today, and we would speak exactly what the Lord would have us to say. You believe God can help us to do that? We want to do his will today. Amen. We do it quite often. Let's do it again today. Join up with someone, either by placing your hand on their shoulder or taking their hand if it's appropriate. Come on, let's pray fervently together. Wonderful God, we thank you for the power that's invested in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you for every precious soul that stands in this building today.
Lord, we thank you for them being here today to hear the word of the Lord. We thank you for your presence we've already felt. We thank you for these tremendous songs that blessed our souls so much. Lord, we're believing you today to take this service. Take your word. Use us, Lord. Let us disappear, oh God. Let a mighty and tremendous anointing of heaven be upon our soul today. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. The Lord bless you. You can be seated. I'm going today to the book of Acts where I felt led to um, preach today from. And I want to preach to you today from that tremendous book. If you have your Bibles, you can open them today to Acts, the second chapter and the, the 37th verse. I preached one time a message and I titled it the, uh, about the Pentecostal being a good Pentecostal. I've oftentimes heard people make the remark about a neighbor or a friend that they were a good whatever denomination they were of. And I think it is important for us to uh, always consider what the world thinks about us, our neighbors think about us, our family, our friends. Some people think because you get this that it gives you blanket coverage to uh, be the enemy of everybody. But from the study of the Scripture and the Word of the Lord, we find quite reverse from that. We're put here to live together in peace and harmony and love and supporting one another, encouraging one another, and I believe with all of my heart it is the will of God. Talk to you about the real Pentecostal church, a real Pentecostal church, a real book of Acts Pentecost. As you very well know that have heard me before or have been a student of the Bible, if this is your first time to be here and never heard me, you know this if you've read the Bible very much. You know Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is given to us the life story of Jesus Christ. These were individual writers that they penned it as they saw it, as they experienced it, and uh, from four different viewpoints. And they all tell us Many times the same story, same parables, same thing that was going on at that time in the life of Jesus Christ. And then, you know, if you've studied the Bible, the very next book after Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is the book of Acts. And this is simply named the book of Acts because it was the actions and the acts of the apostles after the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The next book we come to is where we're studying today, and that is this book I'm talking about, the book of Acts, after the Gospels. This is the book that every denomination and every people point their finger back to and say this is, this is what makes us original. And aren't we blessed today to have this wonderful Word of God, and uh, as I said back a few weeks ago, to think about having recorded today, you know, men treasure books, and they treasure poems, and they treasure speeches that people gave, uh, from Abraham Lincoln to 
on and on. But I want to tell you greater than anything Abraham Lincoln ever said is you find it recorded in the second chapter of the book of Acts. Amen. Aren't you glad of this book today? And to think about it, to think about it, how that his, his words were recorded as he preached that very first message. You're talking about the treasures of treasures. You're talking about something that needs to be locked up in the safe and, and the safe of all of our hearts is that first message that the Apostle Peter preached because it's very carefully prepped with this that always when Peter stood up, it even, it even makes mention that the other disciples stood up with the 11. There were 12 of them. The Apostle Peter, of course, you know the reason that he did is because that Jesus, when he was here on earth, he gave to Peter the keys to the kingdom. And he said, Peter, whatever you loose on earth is going to be loosed in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth is going to be bound in heaven. So it was the, he was the spokesman, he was the, the man that God had used, and they all couldn't speak at the same time, but the scripture tells us very, very clearly that whenever he stood up, they all stood with him, the other 11, and uh, was putting their stamp of approval upon what the apostle Peter was saying. So as we look today and as we study the word of the Lord and we study this, this book and where it all originated, where it all started, the Catholic Church, as you know, uh, they, they say their, their first pope was the Apostle Peter, and uh, that's, that's how they identify with this. And so what is important today, we oftentimes... You probably run into people, witnessing to people. They want to know, where did your church start? Where did it start? And it's always wonderful and refreshing not to go back into some book and, and find Joseph Smith or some, uh, some evangelist and point back to him, but it's wonderful when you can take the very Bible that is in their hand that they're carrying around, the history of what we absolutely believe with all of our heart today. Thank God for this glorious truth and this glorious message. Then you see that whenever the Spirit fell in the second chapter of the book of Acts and they received this wonderful infilling of God's Spirit and the Scripture says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then there, it was noised abroad, and uh, people came. Some, the Bible said, they were amazed. They were in doubt. I wonder how many of you, when you came, you were absolutely in doubt, skeptical about uh, this wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost. They were amazed. They were in doubt, saying one to another, What meaneth this? That's the 12th verse. The 13th verse says, and others mocking said, these men are full of new wine. And here it is, as I just told you, the 14th verse says, but Peter's standing up with the 11. That's not put in there to fill up space. That's to put in there to clear it up in everybody's mind that what Peter was saying, the rest of them were saying. And isn't that wonderful? There's no confusion in the word of God. There's no contradiction in God's word. But it was, they all stood together. Peter, 
14th verse, if you're following me in your Bible, Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell at Jerusalem, be this known unto you, and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. Then he refers back to an Old Testament prophet by the name of Joel. And he said, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. He said, it's going to come to pass in the last days, saith God. I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. He goes on, tell them on my servants and on my handmaids, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. Then he goes on telling and preaching to them that very first message, all the things that were going to happen, all the things that were going, was going to come up on this earth. And when the apostle Peter, the first pope, if you would have it today, when he got through preaching that ordained message from God that God had given to him, then the 37th verse, the Bible said, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. And they said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? They said unto who? They said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Amen. Isn't it so clear in the word of God? Isn't it wonderful that you don't have to be confused, you don't have to wonder, you don't have to scratch your head, you don't have to say, well, I wonder what real Bible salvation is today. Isn't it marvelous that, that it, it takes all the question out of your mind? And I'm so glad for it today as being a preacher that I can stand before people, and I can talk to people on the street corner or restaurant or wherever I go, without having any doubt, any question, any wondering in my mind, well, is it this or is it that or is it something else? Am I sure that I'm covering all the bases? Am I saying everything that I should say? Because it makes it real simple for us because when they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then the 38th verse, we just line up right there on that verse and where it says, Peter said, we just say, when somebody asks us, would ask this question, we just tell them we're going to tell you exactly uh, what Peter said. Then Peter said unto them to shake hands with the preacher and join the church and get baptized if you want to. Amen. No, the Bible said, and I'm reading it to you because it's the most important thing that you will ever hear on this side of eternity. Do you hear me today? The most important words that you will ever hear in this life is contained in this 38th verse when the Bible said, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Was the plan, was the promise, it was the, it was the foundation, it was what was set up, it was what was uh, given to us that we should do. We do not have to guess. We do not have to change a word in that scripture. 
We don't have to tell you, well, now look, if you're going to be Pentecost, you've got to do this or you've got to do that. Amen. In fact, let me just clear that right up right now. Pentecost uh, is just the reason we say that is because on the day that this Holy Ghost was poured out was a Jewish feast day, and the name of it was Pentecost. And so when we say Pentecost, we're not a denomination, but we just saying simply we have sought God and we believe this Acts 2.38 verse of Scripture and we've had that same experience. So that we do not tell people or preach to people uh, Pentecost. It, it's not Pentecost going to save you. It's uh, the Word of God that's going to save you. It's doing what the Apostle Peter said to do. That's the only thing that's going to help us. That's the only thing that's going to save us. And, you know, now, I, I, we live in America, and isn't that great? People can believe what they want to, and they can do what they want to do. And I thank God for the freedom we have, and we're not frowning on nobody. But I'm just so glad today that we still have this wonderful freedom to be able to just say and give the same exact words that the apostle Peter, standing up with the 11 apostles, Amen. Them stamping their approval on it and saying yes. When Peter, when they said they were pricked, oh, I'm going to tell you, you, if you want to know what vacation is for a preacher, for a, for a preacher is to find somebody that's pricked, is to find somebody that the Spirit of God has pricked their heart, convicted their heart, moved in their heart, touched their heart, that they come to a God-called preacher and they say, God-called preacher, what should I do? I am convicted in my heart. I am pricked in my heart. What is the right way? What shall I do? You're talking about vacation. You're talking about, hey man, I'm telling you, friend, you couldn't stack enough money to bring the joy that that brings to a, a true man of God to find somebody that's pricked and somebody that's convicted and says, Preacher, I trust you. Tell me, what, what would you do? What, what must I do in order to be saved? And I'm glad, so glad today, without one bit of doubt, without one bit of hesitation today, I'm so thrilled to be able to tell this world, tell you today, what the Apostle Peter said to do, and that is to repent and be baptized, every one of you, and we're still doing that. When we carry people up here in this water and they want to be baptized, we tell them now we baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins. Hallelujah for the glorious truth today of God's eternal word thank god thank god thank god thank god and it does not stop there the scripture tells us for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the lord our god shall call thank god for the day that he called our name and touched our heart and he said, when with many other words did he testify, exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then listen to this. 
then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. And the scripture said, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in the breaking of bread and in prayer. And fear came upon every soul and many wonders and wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Thank God. Amen. And then you see the church in its very beginning. You see it from the start. Here is where the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost was poured out. They were baptized in Jesus' name. They received this glorious gift of his presence and his power. Then let me go on today through this book of Acts, and you will see. You will see that they had not only the Holy Ghost was poured out, but they were marvelous and great healings that God gave. In Acts, the fourth chapter, you will see. healing, the hand of God uh, reach, reaching down, the, the third chapter, rather. Third chapters were Peter and John. They were going unto the temple. And where were they, what were they going there for? It was the hour of prayer. Amen. The reason we still come to the temple to pray is because Peter and John went to the temple to pray. Well, that's good preaching. Somebody said, I can pray at home. What if John and Peter said, I'll pray at home? Amen. It's still good to go to the temple to pray. I love this apostolic message. I want to be apostolic. I want to be Pentecostal. Holy Ghost filled from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. It's still right. It still works. And people are still getting set free because people are going to the temple to pray and to call on the name of the Lord. And when they done this, they met this crippled man and they, they fastened their eyes on him. They said, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
And the Bible said they took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. Somebody said, you people have no business leaping in church. You people have no business getting beside yourself. And you know what we're saying? You people have no business going to the ball game leaping and jumping. <laughs> you have no business going to the concerts leaping and jumping. You know why? Because those are men. Those are stars of this world. But we're serving the man that put the stars in the heavens. And we've got a right to go into the temple leaping, leaping, leaping and praising God. Why are you doing it, Brother Holmes? Oh, friend. Woo. Go ahead, Sister Lynn. Amen. I once was bound, but now I have been set free. Let me tell you, Amen. It's bad to be crippled and lame in your feet, but it's worse to be crippled and lame in your soul. That man was just shouting because his, his feet had been straightened out and he'd gotten strength in his ankle bones. We're shouting today because our heart has been straightened out. You see, where we used to be on sin, alcohol, drugs, sin, 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 adultery, all the things of the world, all the entrapments of sin. I was telling the young men today, the scriptures, people get all upset. Well, I don't think this is in the Bible, and I don't think that in the, is in the Bible. Well, let me tell you what is in the Bible. The Bible said, lay aside every weight and every sin that doth so easily beset you. Amen. You know why people can't swim upstream? And I'm going to tell you, if you're a Christian and a child of God, you're swimming upstream. You know why people cannot swim upstream? It's because they've got so many weights on them. They can't, they can't get it. They don't have the strength and they don't have the power to go up against the current of this world. The pressures of the world is so strong against men to conform and listen to the same trash that the world's listening to and go to the same hell holes that the world's going to and go to the same ball games the world's going to and, and rejoice about the same football players that the world's rejoicing about. But see, honey, Tiger, he's not our hero. Amen. The Cowboys are not our hero. Amen. Because you know what that is? That's a bunch of weights just to weight you down. Amen. Our hero is Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So really, if you don't know it, we really do have Bible to leap and shout and praise God in the church. I read to you. Amen. Of course, it upset some people. They were so upset about it to 
the next rest of the chapter and the fourth chapter deals with with this terrible miracle that had taken place and they were trying to figure out some way we got to stop them the fourth chapter and when they had set them in the midst they asked by what power and by what name have you done this and then in the 12th verse listen to the again the apostle peter Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Why do you baptize in that name? It's because there's no other name. It's the only name. The name of Jesus has got the power in it. The Bible said, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Boy, it's hard to talk against a miracle. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. I just think about Sister Sister Isabel. Amen. She come to church and the power of God fell on her and went to talking in tongues and shouting and somebody got a hold of her and said, you don't need to be going over there. And she said, well, I don't know about all about them, but he said, I know one thing. I used to do this and I used to do that, but now I don't want to do it no more. See, there's something, I'm telling you, there's something to this real Holy Ghost. The reason people keep on doing what they was doing before they got saved, well, you figure it out. This will make a new creature out of you. The Apostle Paul said, the old things has passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And I want to tell you, when you go back to wanting to do things you used to do before, that you quit and you went back into, as something happened to you. Because you get this genuine, pure Holy Ghost running through your veins, and I promise you, you're going to feel condemnation when you get too far out there in this old world. Something's going to quicken your spirit. Something's going to trouble your heart. You know, people think we're wacko. Not, we're not. <laughs> Said, you people don't have a television? Well, I wouldn't let nobody come in my house, get on my sofa, and commit adultery. My little kids to see it, and this big old kid to see it, because David said, "I'll set no wicked thing before my eyes." Take that, devil! Right now, men. Yeah. Amen. I'll tell you another wicked thing is this internet. 
internet has broke up more homes, destroyed marriages, people, Lord, Lord, some, <laughs> you people act funny. Hell, in the world lives funny. Can you imagine a woman getting on the internet and then getting in her car and drive halfway across the country? Leave her family, leave her little children. This is a sick world. And you know what's even more sick? If there's no preachers to stand up and help people. I'm here to help you. I'm the best friend you've got. I'm trying to build a wall around that baby of yours. I'm trying to build a wall around that family of yours. If you'll listen to what comes over this pulpit, it won't do you harm. This will do you good. It won't take away your fun. It will add to your fun. It will give you real joy. Thank God for the truth of it. The 15th verse said, But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do with these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done. By them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it but that it spread no farther among the people. Let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this, in this, what was the name? How are you supposed to get baptized? Hallelujah, I know you people think, Brother Holmes, you should have come up with something else today. But I want to tell you a little secret about my preaching. Amen. I've been doing this a long time, and you know what I've always done? I've prayed and sought God, and whatever I felt in my heart, that's what I preached. I know you've heard this, but the Holy Ghost said you need to hear it again on this Sunday, this day. You need to know you need to be baptized in Jesus' name and believe in this Jesus' name message. Hallelujah. The 18th verse, and they commanded them, they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You know the reason it didn't say that? Because Father's not a name, Son's not a name, and Holy Ghost is not a name. Sign a check and write Father on it. You might be a father, but that's not your name, honey. That's your title. Hallelujah. You may be a son, amen, but that's not your name. That's a title. Amen. You've definitely got a spirit. It may not be holy, but you've got a spirit, but that's not your name. Hallelujah. That check's no good until you put your name on it. Hallelujah. 
this salvation is no good until we put the name on it. What's the name? I feel like shouting today. I feel like praising him today. Well, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Are we enjoying ourselves? Is it good to be in his presence today? Is it good to have this Holy Ghost? Is it good to have this no-so-salvation? Back again, the 18th verse, and they called them and commanded them not to speak at, at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God. You just go ahead and figure that out. Judge yourself. Amen. He said, but for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Hallelujah. And then they go to threatening them. Amen. And they let them go. And when they let them go, they go right back to preaching in the name of Jesus. And then the 31st verse says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. Hallelujah. I like that. The early New Testament church, that church prayed. And when they prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. When they prayed, the place was shaken. 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 You know the reason people are not shaking? Because they're not praying. You're going to shake if you pray long enough. You're going to shake if you pray long enough. You're going to feel his presence, his power, his glory, and his anointing in your life. Amen. As you yield to the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Everybody clap your hands to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Then that New Testament church goes on and there's problems that come up. People get so amazed because they found some kind of a problem. In the sixth chapter, you will read about a problem in the church. The uh, the widows, they get upset, murmuring between the Grecian and the Hebrews because the widows were being neglected in the daily ministration. And this is where the apostle, apostles came together again. The second verse of that sixth chapter will tell you the 12. 
called the multitude of the disciples unto them. The twelve. Everybody say the twelve. They were still together. And uh, they chose out seven men in the third verse where four brethren. He said, it, well, let me go back to the second verse. When these disciples came together and called the multitude of the disciples unto that, to those, to those twelve said it is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. We don't need to be a, waiting on these tables and leave the word of God. Amen. There's a place for everybody in God's kingdom. Amen. I told them up here the other day I'm trying to get this thing down to where I do just the preaching. Amen. That's my job is to preach this Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. Boy, I'm going to tell you there's a lot of entrapments if there's anything I've watched in life, not just a preacher, but where whatever your job was, <clears throat> plumber, electrician, whatever you were doing, guess what that person didn't want to do? Is what they were trained in doing or what their calling was to do. It's always, the grass always looks greener somewhere else. And you always, that that's just the nature of man is always be trying to do something that you wasn't supposed to do. Hallelujah. Well, that's altogether a different message anyway, but it's a good one, and it's an important one. Whatever God's placed in your hand, wherever God has put you, push up your sleeves, give it your best, do everything, be the best at it, do the best you can do in that calling. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah, because let me tell you, there's not one field that there's not room to grow in. There's always room to grow and further to go and and, and, and something else to do. And somebody said, well, they can make it over here, but you just can't make it in this. I'm going to tell you what, you won't look far, or you'll find somebody that made it and right what you're doing. Well, the amens are getting thin, and it's time for the preacher to quit meddling in it. But it's still right, because the grass always looks greener. It just always looks like, man, there's more money over here in this profession is than what I'm doing. But, amen, just push up your sleeves and stay fervent. Stay on course. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because God's got a divine call in your life. Amen. And this is where that has happened to a number of preachers. It's so easy for a preacher to get trapped by this. There's so many other things, so many things to do. And sometimes it's necessary that preachers do other things. But whenever God sets it up and allows it, then that should be our focus of what God has given us. When it's easy to borrow money, it's easy to get in all kind of businesses and all kind of things. But thank God for the word of the Lord and thank God for these disciples' understanding. This is what we were called to do and we're not going to leave the word of God to get out here to take care of all these tables. But we're going to stay, stay focused and we're going to organize something here. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report. And what? Full, everybody say full, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. We're going to stay focused and we're going to keep praying. Yes, you know what this was? This was the first Pentecostal deacons right here. If you want to know what a deacon is, this is what it was. It was never meant for a deacon board to rule this pulpit. It was never meant for a deacon board to tell the preacher what to do or to even write him a check. 
You like that preaching? That's right preaching. Amen. It never was intended that man got involved and they twisted it all around and changed it all up and they made the preacher cow down. And if you step on this one's toes, you're going to get in trouble. If you step on that one, you're going to get in trouble. And before long, the preacher just preached some uh, very plain uh, message that uh, he could not obey the Holy Ghost and preach what he felt in his heart. And that's why God has blessed us in this church so much and going to continue blessing us is because you're looking at a pulpit and it's untied today. Amen. Hallelujah. I do not feel no fear of nobody in this building. I, I thank God for all the good men of this church, our trustees. We had rotation of them this past Friday night, and I thank God for it. I thank God for the good, healthy attitude and spirit that is in this church and the victories that God has been given us. And let me tell you, men, be very careful because all woven through this Bible, you can find men that rose up and it was purely came from jealousy. They become so jealous of the man of God. It happened in the life of Moses. The Bible said they were just, they become jealous of Moses. They come, why? Because people looked up to Moses. People were listening to Moses. Uh, people were listening to what he was telling them to do. And jealousy got in their heart. And they said, uh, you know, we're, we're preachers too. Amen. We, we're, we're just like Moses. But they were not just like Moses. God had ordained positions and places in a church. And if you don't understand that, friend, you're going to be in a heap of trouble and a lot of confusion. But if you understand, amen, and even though God has laid his hand up on me and anointed me and is using me and, and I'm doing the work of God and doing things, if you don't understand where your place is and your station is and that, that I'm here to be preached to, I'm here to have a pastor, amen, and somebody to preach to me the word of the Lord, you're going to get off track, you're going to make shipwreck, you're going to be destroyed, amen. God has set this up. It was not me, but God did it. Amen. You do real well. Amen. Because, you know, decisions have to be made. And guess what? If you get 25 people together, how many different thoughts and opinions do you have? Usually 25. Amen. And the more you get together, the more opinions and thoughts. Amen. But you know what has to happen even in the natural things concerning this building, concerning building a new building? You people have got to trust God. You've got to pray for me. Amen. And as I need you and ask you for your help, you join in and help me. But friend, when you try to get ahead of what God is doing and you try to take the headship of the church and you try to dictate and use your power and your influence, thinking that you're going to push something through, I'll tell you what's going to happen to you. You're only going to get in trouble. You're going to mess up everything. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, God will deal with you. Amen. The best thing in the world to do is stay in your place and walk with God and let's do the will of God together. I'm telling you, the devil has destroyed more Pentecostal churches through division because somebody wanted to have a little more power than somebody else. But it's a good day when everybody says, hey, I go to that church like everybody else. I love God. I love the Word of God. I'm not there to be a big I or a little you. I'm just there to love Jesus. That's right. Love Jesus. 
And you know what happens? God elevates people. Just like he elevates a man of God, he elevates people in a church, and he gives people influence as he can trust them. He elevates them. Hallelujah. Yes, he does. Amen. And it's not a position. I'm going to tell you, positions have been nothing but just carnal trappings for people's soul to mess them up. Titles that people love so much. I'm deacon this or I'm deacon that that they love so much becomes no more than just an entrapment. i tell you what's best is when God puts his hand in your life and God ordains you and God blesses you and people recognize, uh, amen, that you're a leader among the people of God and you're an influence for righteousness and holiness and the good things of God and God lays his hands up on you. It's not a title we need. It's not a position we need. It's a humble place. It's an altar that we need. It's a prayer meeting that we need. It's humbling ourselves around this front that we need. Everybody clap your hands and thank God for the truth. Amen, 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 amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then coming on down to the eighth chapter, and I'm fixing to close here in just a little bit. The third verse of Acts, the eighth chapter. Here is telling us about Saul, which later became the Apostle Paul, making havoc of the church, entering to every house, hailing men and women, committing them to prison. The Bible said, therefore, they were scattered abroad and went everywhere. What were they doing? Preaching the word. You know what has been the amazing thing about prayer that I've watched happen when people started praying, Brother Burr, they started wanting to, to do the work of God. The almost side byproduct of prayer, amen, with nobody, nobody organizing them, pressing or anything, is when people got this praying, they started wanting to go everywhere uh, telling somebody and uh, preaching the word. Amen. I thank God for our young men in this church. Uh, the jail work that they've done and um, here just a couple of weeks ago or so is brother Mark Ray's uh, some can to him that uh, they were down and praying for him and he received the well I'll be the baptized him is that right baptized him when he come out from out of the water guess what he was doing he was speaking in tongues as the spirit gave the utterance <laughs> amen it was Brother Tim Carmichael, amen, thank God that men were down in the prison. And I, he grew up, Tim grew up in this church and uh, strayed away from God, got in some trouble and uh, sent him away for a long, long time. But uh, the men were down there. I was thinking he had been baptized, but he said he had never even been baptized. And they were down to the uh, Cummins and baptized him in the wonderful name of Jesus. And God filled him with the precious Holy Ghost. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. And you know what a miracle that God gave us, and we're still rejoicing about that good miracle.
amen, at his mother's funeral and a mother that had prayed so much for this son and been here with this church over 50 years and pray, praying and seeking God. And whenever they said there's absolutely no way that he can get out to come to his mother's funeral, the hand of God said, yes, there is. When there was even a holiday in the way, amen, it made it even more difficult. God still made a way, amen, for that young man to come to this church and to be at his mother's funeral and to stand around that casket a speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance with the rest of his family. Thank you, Jesus. Sister Betty, Sister Carolyn today, what a mighty God we serve. Amen. Everybody clap your hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It is a wonderful, wonderful thing when people get the, this Holy Ghost and the church gets on fire because they want to go everywhere and tell everybody and they want to bring people to the house of God and talk to people about the goodness of God. Amen. It works, it works, it works, it works. It's real, it's real. I know it's real. Thank God for the reality of God's wonderful presence and power. And everybody stand with me today. And then last and closing here today, is Acts, the 10th chapter. Amen. Thank God for the radio broadcast. How many of you did, heard it yesterday? How many of you heard it this morning? Amen. Radio broadcast. Thank God for our young people. That's what happens. Amen. When a church gets to pray and they save their young people, their young people get on fire. Everybody gets on fire. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And the Bible said in the Acts, the 10th chapter and the 44th verse, when Peter went down to the house of Cornelius to the Gentiles, the said, while Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, which were the Jews, which believed, were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why did they know they had received the Holy Ghost? The 46th verse tells us, For they heard them tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost? Everybody say it with me today. As well as we. As well as we. And then he said, you know, it would be a good idea if you people would get baptized. No, the Bible said, and he commanded them to be baptized. He commanded. He commanded. He commanded them. Is it an option? No, it's not an option. The apostle, the first pope, commanded them that they would be baptized in the name of the Lord. Thank God for the truth of the word of the Lord today. Thank God for our Pentecostal 
history and heritage today. Thank God for the message. Amen. I want you to join with somebody right now in prayer. Amen. Join through the building. Let's pray. Righteous God, we thank you for the truth of the word of the Lord. We thank you for allowing us today to preach this glorious truth one more time. We thank you for the message. We thank you for the message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for making it so clear today. Thank you, Lord, that it's not confusion today, but it's clear in our heart. We praise you, God. Amen. God bless all of you for coming. How many of you remember the brother from uh, Ethiopia? Brother Taclamera, amen. You remember him? Brother Taclamera has had one of the greatest revivals in the whole 19th century of the whole world. Uh, over a million people receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost, being baptized in Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. How many of you remember Sister Bobby Wendell? Amen. Well, they will be here with us in service for the evening service. Amen. Come expecting to be mightily blessed of the Lord. Bring a friend with you. Amen. We're looking for revival, fire to burn tonight in Jesus' name. God bless you. You're dismissed. Shake hands and be friendly.